Sona, this was a very nice day today. It was. Because uh, over here at our headquarters, we got this great gift, Tillamook ice cream. I'm a monster for ice cream. I know you are too. I want to take a bath in it and then I want to eat Eat the ice in the eat the bath. Wait, what? I want to like bathe in it, yeah. but then I want to eat it as I'm bathing. In yeah, it. yeah, that's a simple concept. You made it much more complicated. I know, I'm sorry. Fill a bathtub with Tillamook ice cream. I will get in it, and then I will eat my way out. Yes, that's all okay, you need to there do. There you go. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have so many great. It's such good ice cream, and they have so many great flavors. I mean, just off the top of my head, I I don't know. Birthday cake, caramel swirl, banana split, caramel toffee crunch, chocolate chip, chocolate chocolate chip cookie dough. I think there's butter pecan cookies and cream, French vanilla, chocolate peanut butter. Malted moose shake, I think, is one. I can't remember too well. Mounted huckleberry, Tillamook mudslide, Marionberry pie, monster cookie, old-fashioned vanilla, Rocky Road, Oregon dark cherry, waffle cone swirl, peppermint bark. I'm, I don't, I'm just going off memory here, but <laughs> holiday sugar cookie, orange and cream. Anyway, so many great flavors and uh, just incredible. You know, they they really put, and they come in family-sized cartons. Mm. Also, you're in good hands with the Tillamook brand. They make over 200 different dairy products, and the brand is farmer-owned and led by dairy experts. Find Tillamook ice cream near you at Tillamook.com. I'm going to spell it for you. That's how much I care about this product. T-I-L-L-A-M-O-O-K.com. This episode is brought to you by McDonald's. Not sure you've heard of them. <laughs> Up and coming uh, little restaurant, but they're making it. They're the little engine that could. You know, the moment of bliss when you spot your fries being scooped into the carton and suddenly time slows down. I have that all the time. I love their fries. Oh, yeah. yes. McDonald's fries hit different when they're free. That's another thing I'll tell you. And when they belong to your friends, there's no better feeling than thinking you're out of fries and then you discover extra fries at the bottom of your bag or else my son still hasn't finished his fries yeah. and I'm done with mine. And uh, he used to be weaker than me so I could just take them. Yeah. Now I can't because he's stronger than me. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no wrong way to eat McDonald's fries, but we all think our way is the best way. And I like stealing them from someone else. That's my favorite <laughs> way. Get your favorite McDonald's fries today. McDonald's, check them out sometime. They're everywhere. Uh... My name is Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Hi. And I feel, you know, not much <laughs> Okay. about being Conan O'Brien's friend. So it's like a, it's a dead feeling. It's a really, you just no, feel dead. No, it's not dead. I mean, I feel very much alive personally, but when I... <laughs> Fall is here, hear the yell, back to school, ring the bell. Shoes, walking blues, climb the fence, books and pens. I can tell that we are gonna be friends. Yes, I can tell that we are gonna be friends. Hello and welcome to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. I put a tiny pause in there after hello and welcome and then the title of the podcast Thanks. just to create drama. Dramatic tension. Incredible tension. Anything could happen this episode yeah. now. I don't think anybody knew what we were listening to. Anything could happen and anything will. Oh my God. I don't uh, feel safe. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. I've is... triggered you with my silences. Um, how's everybody doing? How are you, uh, Mr. Gorley? I'm doing pretty good. We haven't seen each other in a while because you've been gallivanting and globetrotting. I've been globetrotting, gallivanting out there doing my thing. Um, yeah, I've covered a lot of ground, uh, but I'm back. You got sick. 
Yeah, I got a little sick. Yeah, that's all right. It's just what happens. When I travel a lot, I, uh, I always catch a cold when I'm in the plane a lot. And um, some people say it's the selfies. I love to, I will offer a selfie if someone doesn't even want one. Oh no. Yeah, I'll be like, hey you, you want a selfie? <laughs> what? Don't you want a selfie? <laughs> I was a late night king. <laughs> what? Oh, I really. There goes all the dramatic tension. Yeah. <laughs> I was a late night king. <laughs> there, that's their tension for you. Anyway, um, yeah, mm. so uh, if someone has a cold in any of the places I've been, I will catch it. Yeah. And how about you, Sona? How are you? I'm good. I I feel like I don't want to say this because it makes me sound really stupid, but, uh, you know, I live in Altadena and there's mm -hmm. a lot of animals there. Like, mm -hmm. and we have friends down the street, these guys, Jeff and Amanda, and they're wonderful. And they always warn us if there's animals. When you so, say animals, yeah, mean like, when you mean like bears, bar bears? peacocks, coyotes, bears. like yeah. legit animals. Peacocks? Yeah, yeah, there's peacocks just chilling on we our got those street. In our neighborhood, too. Yeah, yeah. what is that about? I think they're all from Arcadia and the Arboretum. They all escaped. Oh, you know what? what? I you mad I at hate me when because you have the answer. Is that true? Did <laughs> they escape? True. They're escaped peacocks. I don't know if they. I think they are escaped from this. Uh, yeah, the Arboretum. You know, because it's funny. We, we took have... our daughter there, and it stole her grilled cheese. <laughs> wow. Well, could have been anyone. Don't you? You know, to immediately accuse a peacock. We I saw think it is... happen. Oh, you saw him. You yeah. saw the peacock do it. Yeah. I have to say, LA is a very strange place because these animals get loose. There's a whole bunch of parrots oh. that live in our neighborhood. Yeah. With us. That clearly they escaped. Yeah. And they're up in the trees, and uh, they all know filthy limericks. <laughs> Once was a lady from Nantucket. She really knew how to suck it. You know, and you're like, I'm trying to raise my children. Kaka, kaka. Um, and uh, it's awful. It's yeah. terrible. But yeah, these uh, yeah, there's these very animals. strange animals roaming around LA and Altadena. It's a little out there. It's out. It's up there. It's and up there. there. It's, it's, it's yeah. an elevation. That's you live up the mountain. Yeah. So our our neighbor Jeff texted us and was like, a bobcat headed towards <sighs> your backyard. I love it. I love it. I immediately thought he meant the machine and not the animal. Oh, I thought you were going to say Bobcat wait. Goldthwait. <laughs> so this is why older... this is stupid. But let, wait a minute. You thought Bobcat meaning the, the, the snowmobile? What? Like a pool excavator? <laughs> wait, what are we talking about? <laughs> this is so stupid. What? This is why I didn't want to sell this Bobcat story. is a... Yeah, that's. I thought that's what he meant. It, it's a, it's a, like a snowmobile. I thought someone well, rented yeah, a, a Bobcat. Or a little mini tractor. Yeah. And then... Was driving it into her backyard. Oh my God, Sona! It's so stupid. Sona, that's... But then, but then I and I, I have to pull this up. It's very quick and it's very easy because it's so stupid. But this is what I thought he was talking about. I thought he was talking about the machine. I'm just going to search Bobcat because that's the only. When I heard Bobcat, I thought uh, it's the thing that races around on the snow. Bobcat. Is that not what, we, what Bobcat that, is? Are you talking about no, you're yes. talking about a bobsled. I'm thinking about the machine. The tractor. The yeah. tractor. Yeah. Oh, should That's we clean it. this up then? Because my thing might be too confusing. No, it's we're, no, we're it's, talking it's, about it's it. Okay. All right, all right. It's so, nice for people to see your flaws and foibles. So he tells Trust us me. that, and then he just went, bo Bobcat just went towards your backyard. And I go, a real one? <laughs> you still mean a real it. tractor? Like, I thought he was what if it was a Bobcat <laughs> riding one of those little vehicles. Oh. That would be great. Yeah. And he looked at you and he winked right at the camera yeah. and went, get it? It was so stupid. So this whole time he's texting me, warning me about this animal. I think he's talking about the machine. So he goes, no, Bobcat Goldthwait. Yes, a Bobcat. Oh, wow. And I go, why? 
Why? Oh, Jesus. So all this time you could have been rescuing your twins in the backyard from a murdering wild animal, and yeah. instead you're going back and forth like, Bobcat, real one? What do you mean, Bobcat, Goldthwait? Cuckoo. This and is meanwhile, in the business. background... He's like <laughs> wrapping yeah. them up in tortillas. Yeah, yeah. So it was just it went, on, and then he goes, uh, and then I go, why? And he goes, maybe Steve Gutenberg was running uh. around. <laughs> so we're just having two different conversations. It's so stupid. And then I, and then it hit me, and I go, oh, I thought you meant the machine. And I was like, like someone rented a bobcat and was going to do work in our backyard. Oh, and then wow. it hit me, and I was like, fuck a bobcat. <laughs> yeah, my children are back there, and I just covered them in ham gravy. <laughs> As is in an old Armenian tradition when children go out to play alone in the backyard. Yeah. <laughs> this is serious business. When we moved into our house, we were inherited two bunnies and they were killed by a bobcat. Oh, you, yeah, yeah. I think you, and then didn't you make a thing for them so they would be saved? Well, the, this is sad, but the bobcat took one of them and we thought it was a coyote. So I coyote proofed their pen. By the way, the people that gave us this were the people that lived there prior and said, oh, there's never been an issue. Well, they had three large dogs, so they mm. were keeping the... We didn't have those. And so I coyote-proofed it, and then the next day, the other one was gone. Well, wait, what, so when you coyote-proof something, it doesn't bobcat-proof it? No, because bobcats are actually small. They're not much bigger than a house cat. So I made like a mesh fence that oh. a bobcat could still get through. I didn't know there were bobcats. In I got a I call not too long ago that there was a ram in my backyard, and I was so excited. It was a Dodge Ram, uh... and it was doing figure eights. It was, <laughs> it was the realtor. And um, <laughs> we could just keep doing this on and on. Wow. I got a call that there was a Segway in my backyard. And I said, the scooter. And they said, no, just the transition between speech. And our guest today. <laughs> <laughs> my guest today. Hold on. There's more. Oh. No, there's not. You, I had the perfect way in. <laughs> and you fucked it up. <laughs> Speaking of Segways. <laughs> My guest today played one of the most iconic sitcom oh. characters of all time, Elaine Bennis on Seinfeld. She also won six consecutive Emmys for her role as Selena Meyer on the HBO series Veep. God, that's a funny show. Now she has a new podcast, Wiser Than Me, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm thrilled, delighted she's here today. Julia Louis-Dreyfus, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you for including me in your fancy uh, situation. Oh, are we being videotaped? Yeah. Oh, God. I should have gotten proper hair and makeup. You look amazing. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. What are you you do. About? You do. All right. There you go. <laughs> thank um, you. <laughs> assuming. But I should put lipstick on. I'd, I'd put lipstick on. You I'd, want my, some of mine? I'm going to give you my lipstick. Oh, please, my please God. wear lipstick please for this episode. Please put some lipstick yeah. on. I, but then my germs will be on. Is it okay if I really use that? I don't care. Oh, wow. It's your color, too. It's kind of a copper. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. <laughs> copper. All right. Because you should know I have... I don't know anything about this. <laughs> okay. You put it on like an idiot. <laughs> Because I haven't oh done it before. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Look at, you look like a drunk oh, clown. Oh, God. How does it look so good on I her know. and so awful well, on first you? of all, I have to say, the color's not bad on That's him. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> right? Yeah. This would be my color. What color is this it's so called, I know? It's, it's made by MAC Cosmetics, and it's faux. Okay. Well, we know, we know what my color is, is faux, and I'm committing to this. Good. 
Now, at some point, I might wipe it off if we start talking about something really heavy. <laughs> I don't know. I might wipe it off. <laughs> so um, much I mean, of it the, is the not only issue, lit. really, yeah. honestly, it does look good. Is that it's out? Yeah, it's out of bounds, <laughs> which is a which is does have sort of an insane asylum look to yeah. it. Do you We've know got what I mean? A real Joker thing going on. <laughs> but right isn't now. that the classic thing when a uh, can I, I fix your lips? Yes. Okay. Um, can, does well, this I'll fuck up, up the podcast? No, not at all. This it is enhances. dynamic. It enhances. Yeah. Oh, I had this dream once. Okay, oh, quiet. Okay. <laughs> quiet. <laughs> mm, yeah. Wow. wow. That's good. This is oh, special. God. Does anybody have makeup remover? This man has done a number. <laughs> Look here at me. Yeah, it's better. Okay, now mascara. Okay, now listen. <laughs> we'll leave your fantasies out of this, Matt. <laughs> Damn. Hose, pantyhose. Um, uh, Sona will tell you that I am a serial over-applier. Oh my God. Like when I put sunblock on or anything on. It's this angry, like. It's an angry kind of Irish Catholic. And, cr- yeah, you know, but and, that's good about sunscreen. Yeah, but when I brush my teeth, I brush them real hard and mm. my gums bleed. And I've had dentists say, your, your skull is coming apart. Yeah. Because of the way you brush your teeth. <laughs> okay. And I'll say, uh, I just hate myself. And they go, yeah, you just gotta, you gotta try and just chill when you brush your teeth. <laughs> mm. um, but listen, back to me and then, and then back to you again. And then back to me a third time. <laughs> and then getting to me. Wow, I think, yeah, we're, we're running out yeah, of time. We're, we're pretty we much done. It. You were right to uh, really not feel anything when you came in here. <laughs> you were right. Your instincts were, yeah. were on target. This is your second appearance on the podcast. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, so clearly you were delighted or your team was delighted. So they had you uh, come back. Yes. your wishes. Yes. I just love having you here. You are adored. You know that. People... Well, I, that's very nice of you to say. I actually did have a good time when I was on your podcast last time. It was one of the first podcasts I'd ever done, mm-hmm. I think. And now you have a podcast. Oh, yeah. And now I have a podcast. You have a podcast now. And I listened to your interview with Jane Fonda. And I thought it was great. You're, Thank you. You have a terrific podcast voice. I'm not a fan of my voice, but I think your voice is really good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great idea for a podcast to yeah. wiser than me. Wiser than me. Yeah. Which it, is uh, you're talking to older women. Getting their wisdom. That's and the plan. When I first heard you heard a, you had a podcast and that you had done a bunch, my initial thought was I was hurt that I wasn't invited. And then I heard that the premise was I'm talking to older women. And then I thought again, I still think I could qualify. <laughs> <laughs> I could come on as just, you know, a guy who's right on the edge maybe. Uh, but it's a terrific idea. It's really Thank good. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's been kind of mind expanding to do it. And uh, and. Also daunting because I'm talking to some hyper intelligent people. Yeah. And so, but I got the idea because I saw, did you see Jane Fonda's, um, the documentary yes. about her? Yeah. yeah. Jane Fonda and Five Acts. Yeah. And I was so blown away by the scope of her life and and everything that she's done and and thought and and been. And then I started thinking, well, we we need, why are we not hearing from older women? Right. I mean, for real, why are we not hearing from older women? Mm-hmm. And so that was really the genesis of this. And, and, uh, and it's been just pretty mind-blowing that yeah. I've talked to Isabel Allende and 
Rand Leibowitz plays so fabulous, but mm -hmm. lots of, but all walks of life. And it's been Darlene Love and I'm talking to Carol Burnett tomorrow. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah, I she's, know. she's, I've, when people, people throw around national treasure and you think, yeah, Carol Burnett, she should be in there. Sometimes they throw that term around and you think, no, right. not national treasure. Right. But uh, yes, my God. My God. Carol Burnett. My God. And she's like going to be 90. Oh, yes. Isn't that 90? remarkable? Yeah, she's going to be 90 years old. God she love her. great. Yeah. yeah. What an extraordinary life she's had. Anyway, so it's been interesting just to go look, to do it through the lens of, you know, give me tips from the front lines of life, which is where you are. Right. And tell us, tell me what I should know. What do you wish you had known now that you know it? And, um, you know, and it's been pretty fantastic. Something happened. I think for most of human history, we revered old people. That's right. They were the elders. Yeah. We made them the keepers of all the wisdom. And then sometime around 1966, <laughs> we decided that anyone uh, over 40 was an idiot and shouldn't be listened to. And yeah. I think that was a mistake. I'm sorry. This is the serious moment where you forget you're wearing <laughs> lipstick. I'm, oh, I don't forget it. <laughs> I don't I forget it. And trust me, it. I think especially women need to be heard at this moment. And this lipstick is helping me. <laughs> this is going to undertake, it's going to undercut. Like, what if I start really talking about how racism is a problem? I really start talking about very serious stuff or genocide in some foreign country. And the video comes out of me with this yes. makeup on. It looks like you just had a fudge sickle. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got to say, I don't think it's bad. It's I think bad. It's, a, it's a subtle color. So I'm not, I, I think it works for you. Yeah. Mm, it's going to smush it around a little. It feels good too. Why are you smushing it? Yeah. What's Here, that? Here's a Kleenex. What does that do? I don't know. If you wanted to take it off because you're trying to make a serious point about <laughs> aging. <laughs> Gracefully. But I, I also think, actually, I think that, oh, I was supposed, oh, no, there's the belly button mark. Sorry. I, I actually think that um, older women are particularly discarded, you yes. know? More I so than men, yes. No doubt. Yeah. So, you know, let's change that narrative. How many are you going to do a year? Do you know how many of these Well, podcasts? I just did 10. Okay. That's a lot. Yeah. I listened to your one with uh, Jane Fonda and it looked like you'd put a lot of thought into it and it felt very well um, constructed, especially the first part. And I thought, huh, that's different than my approach. <laughs> <laughs> we, we go in half-assed and start babbling and maybe some lipstick is exchanged, but yours was, uh, I felt, beautifully put together. Thanks. That's really nice of you to say. And yeah, I worked hard on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I kind of feel, tell me how you feel about this, but I feel like we're in this nice place. This was something I think about all the time in show business where there's so many different ways to put yourself out there. Mm. And I know that there used to be a time when the goal was get a TV show, get on a TV show, and then get into movies. And I'm thinking, especially when you were on Seinfeld, yeah. it's probably like, okay, I was on SNL, now I'm on Seinfeld. Yeah. Then I got to get into movies and then I become a movie star because that has to be the trajectory. And what we see now, no one cares. They just care about good work. I know what you mean about the television to movie thing. Mm -hmm. 
And back when I was doing Seinfeld, that's when I had both of my kids, you know? Mm -hmm. So the idea, and we were making 22 episodes. Remember those days when it was 22 episodes a season or 24 or whatever? So the idea of going off during the hiatus and and making movies was just no bueno for me. I couldn't bear the idea of it. And the irony of all of this is that like in the last year and a half, I've made a, a ton of movies. Yeah. It's so weird. And you're in the Marvel universe now. I know, I am. <laughs> That's nuts. Tell me about that. Because Let once, me tell you're in, something. once you're in that club, forget about it. I, I don't know if that's the case, but I'm I'm really doing this to impress my kids. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not shitting you. I really am. I mean, they wanted you know, they they both would say, Mom, come on, why why can't you be in whatever the hell it is? And I and I said, Yeah. And so 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 I met with these guys and I said, you know, I could be I mean, I could do something, you know, I could punch somebody and, you know, fly around or whatever. Anyway, cut to <laughs> That was all it took? That's all it took. And Wait that a minute. Was, why don't, so, why by the don't way, I that take... was my pitch. That was the actual pitch I made. I, okay. Well, guess what? Uh, I think I could punch somebody and fly around uh, a little bit. Maybe take a punch. I could be punched. Yes. And people could fly over me. But but I don't see why I can't be part it's of DC, the- It's DC, but Plastic Man feels like you. <laughs> I mean, my- Okay, yeah. I'm very- Get your reps to get a, a, a meeting for you with Kevin Feige and all those people and, yes. and pitch yourself. Yes, I'm going to. Well, this is my pitch right now. It's, it's, I don't get out a lot, so I'm just going to send them this segment of the podcast. <laughs> but Kevin Feige and the Marvel gang, uh, <laughs> I come on. I, you know, I've got a fan base. Uh, what, why are you making noises? I don't know. I think maybe you'd be like an extra- is that okay. mean to well, say? Yeah. Come on, but I think it's not nice to say. I'm sorry, but I think that a distracting extra. Yeah, but hey, like, who's that handsome? He could, he could tall be drink a, of water in the background. He could be like a snarky. Uh, what? Yeah. What? Yes. Yeah. Oh, you that's could, my po- my superpower is snark. No, first of all, you're not going to have a superpower. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. That's what I was trying to say. You're okay. not going to be so, one of the heroes. No. Okay. So I'll be the I'll be a guy who is uh, I'm working I'm cooking the books in the background. <laughs> Yeah, you uh, might be like a corporate snarky guy. That yeah, I could see. Yeah. That's true. This is fantastic. Yeah. Maybe I'm not sending this to Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late, you're cast. Uh, but, oh, I mean, uh, but, but I mean, so your kids now. My kids, my kids, my grown men children. Right. <laughs> your 45-year-old children. Yeah, um, seriously. No, they, uh, but now they must want to come to the set because they want to see like, oh, well, you know, you're shooting yeah. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I want to be there. I want to. I want to meet Falcon. I want to see all this cool stuff. They they haven't asked me to come to the set. Maybe they'll come. I'm going down. I'm go, I'm going to be shooting starting in June for many months. So I suspect that they may want to come then. And there's going to be lots of fancy people in it. And so they'll get to meet. If they come, they they would get to meet. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe they'll come. I have to say, my kids never ask to meet people. They're very polite. They've never bothered to meet anyone. And then every now and then, they, when they do really want to meet someone, I don't have the clout <laughs> to make it happen. Right. So like, you know, yeah, my daughter would flip if I could say, hey, you know, uh, Taylor Swift, do you want to meet her? And that's not happening. Taylor Swift's team has told me. No, I haven't They've, even approached, but right. she's just- But she's you're Taylor. pretty sure you're going to get a pass? I'm pretty sure <laughs> that, uh, that I'm not even going to try. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to try. Okay. Well, fine. I can't help you. 
<laughs> if that's I think what, you could. No, I can't. Yes, you could. You have more clout than I have. You could call uh, Taylor Swift's people and say, uh, look. Conan's kids want to meet her? <laughs> well, Conan wants to meet her with one of his oh, kids. Oh, that's what this is. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, but I want to go in first. Yeah, uh, your have daughter. Like a, and have like a lunch. Uh-huh. And then my daughter can come in at the okay. end. Yeah. Why don't you fabricate a pitch? Why, I mean, you've got this company now. Mm-hmm. So why don't you come up with a story idea or something? You were pitching her. That's it. That's how you're going to do it. That's how I do it. Yeah. And you say you need to pitch it to her just like over lunch, and then you have your kids come by. Right. Okay. We figured it out. Yeah. This is perfect. Mm-hmm. Now we got to figure out the pitch. <laughs> you play Flailer Snitch. <laughs> That's your Marvel name. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I don't have a good pitch for her. Um <laughs> Valvoline Instant Oil Change is the quick, easy, trusted place for your next oil change. Valvoline's convenient, no appointment needed. You can even stay in your car while they do the work. You don't have to sit in some waiting room, you know? Mm-hmm. Their friendly, certified technicians have over 270 hours of training, and they get you in and out fast while performing a thorough, free 18-point maintenance check with your oil change. We got someone here who just experienced this, our own Aaron Blair. Blay, well, how was it? It was awesome. I took my Jeep uh, jock jams in and got a sweet oil change, and, uh, and I actually brought a book because I thought it would take a while. <laughs> And uh, they had me in and out in like 15 minutes. It was awesome. Well, also, you should point out, you can't read. I can't. So, But I wanted people to <laughs> you, think I could. Yeah. But I mean, you know. uh, come on. Yeah. Maybe somebody hot is there. And they're illiterate. like, oh, what are you reading? I'm like, oh. And then, then you know, now I've, I'm, I got a date. Yeah. yeah I don't but, think that's, uh, that's not how people meet each other. Didn't, didn't have time for that. Yeah. So if you see Blade driving around in his beautifully oiled jock jams, <laughs> give him the old thumbs up <laughs> or throw a tangerine at him. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Valvoline, they're doing it right. Visit valvoline.com slash Conan for an exclusive offer towards your next oil change. On the way in today, Sona, I was thinking about just how much has changed over the years. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, we were all dancing the jitterbug and the Watusi. And then you grow up now and there's mosh pits and everything's gone cuckoo. There's this new thing called rap. I don't know what's happening anymore. But guess what? In a world full of change, there's one thing that hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. The great taste of Miller Lite. Are you with me on this? Oh, yeah. I'm right there with you. Yeah. And you know, another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. Yeah. I hate a filling beer. When I have a filling beer, I just want to sit down in a beanbag chair for six days, but not uh-huh. with Miller Lite. So what's the best thing about the original light beer? Mm-hmm. Back in 1975, the big debate in America was what's more important, that it, it's less filling Miller Lite or it tastes great. Yeah. The cool thing is when we all realized it's both. Okay. It's less filling and it tastes great. Yeah, all right, everybody wins. Everybody wins. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and it's less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Conan. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Yeah. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. If most people are being honest, 
No one really knows what you do for work, right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, especially if you're in a, what I like to call B2B. Oh, you know? what, what is that? I'll explain. Okay. That's a business doing business with other businesses. You okay. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I call it B2B. It's a little thing. It's also, uh, it's a boy band I'm working on. <laughs> anyway, fortunately, LinkedIn has a network of professionals who get what you do and you can reach the right people who matter most to your company because they're LinkedIn. Yeah. That's what they do. Yeah. LinkedIn has over, this is the fun part to say, one billion members. Are you serious? Yeah. That's not that's more people than are on Earth because there are people on the moon using it in Saturn. <laughs> that's one over one billion members on its platform, including 70 million decision makers. God, I'd like to meet a decision maker. Since LinkedIn members are regularly updating their work history, you can precisely build a target audience by job title, industry, company, and more. Man, you can reach the right people for your, I'm going to say it again, B2B business with LinkedIn ads. Yeah. Gets even better because LinkedIn will give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Hmm. There you go. Just go to linkedin.com slash Team Coco to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash Team Coco. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Who, who are the people that you've met over the years? Because you probably have just had the chance to meet everybody at this point. No. Have you met everybody? No. What are you talking about? You First of all, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Why would I have met everybody? I mean, honestly, I don't, I'm kind of private and I don't go out there and try to meet everybody. That's what not you, your, the, the word on the rep? street, yeah, is that you're desperately trying to meet everyone. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it says in my notes. Desperate to be met, it says. <laughs> wants to be seen. I think you're reading wants... your own bio. Oh, shit, this is Conan. Yeah. Fuck. I'm sorry, where's yours? Here it is. I was gonna just ask you, what was it like growing up with freckles? Yeah. <laughs> um, I was gonna compliment you on, you're such a great, comedian in every way, but I think one of the hardest things to do is physical comedy. Mm. When did you figure out, oh, I, I, can I can do physical comedy and I can do it very well? Was that something you figure out when you're a kid? I don't, I, I, there wasn't a moment. I just think I'm, you know, just trying to get the laugh. Yep. And so if a physical movement can- Is called for. Is called for, I'm all in. I yeah. always think these things reveal themselves when you're Third, third grade, fourth grade is when I think people start, around then is when people start to figure out if they're funny or not. Well, to that, I, there was a play I was in in fourth grade called Serendipity. Mm -hmm. And I was the queen. And I was a queen character. And at some point in the play, <clears throat> somebody was supposed to say something to me and, and it was going to make me faint. And I did it. And I got a huge laugh but I didn't mean it to get a laugh. <laughs> right, right. And I don't even think it was a particularly funny scene. It wasn't meant to be funny. It was just the queen fainted. Right. But I got the laugh and I was very pleased. You got yeah. that dopamine hit. I got that hit. And then you're thinking, yeah. how do I get more, more of this? More of this, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now, was your family funny? Yeah, in a, in a yes. I mean, not like, it wasn't like a crack a joke um, uh, every second kind of a thing. But right. yeah, there was a sort of... Uh, a black humor that was in place that was very, uh, what shall we say, life-saving. <laughs> <laughs> that it is, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, it can I, be. I can. Is your family funny? Yeah, they're very funny. Um, but it also, it's this theory I have that 
comedy is this way to address things that are not supposed to be spoken about. Yes. So if there's any any tension in the family because we're rigidly Catholic <laughs> or we are, there's certain areas that are not to be spoken of mm. that uh, you get around that by being funny. And that's yeah. a way to sort of talk about things but not really mean it. Are you a practicing Catholic now? Well, that's a very personal question. Yeah, but I'm curious. Well, then you have a right to know. Uh, <laughs> I would, I would, I would say I'm in the. Uh, I think it's in my bones. I would say somewhat lapsed. Let's put it that way. Did you raise your children in a religious way? Well, this is going to upset people, but uh, no. Mm-hmm. Mom, Dad, uh, <laughs> they're not listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah. Not because they're too old, but because no. they just isn't really. No. They don't like my stuff. No. Um, I would say uh, we raise them to be highly ethical and moral. Yeah. But start quizzing them on details from the New Testament, and uh, they will not do well. Mm-hmm. How about you? Uh, the same. <laughs> For real. I mean, I wasn't raised Catholic. I was raised nothing. Uh, but It'd be funny if you were raised nothing and then raised your kids very rigidly Catholic. <laughs> that would be. Funny. No one ever does that. No, no you never. No one go ever at says. You know way. what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can't That's get funny. the toothpaste into the tube. Mm-mm. No. Right. That never happens. Right. uh, There was a period of time that my mother took us to the Unitarian Church, but then the minister, um, I think he killed himself. Oh. Yeah, I'm sorry. No. No, it's okay. But he did, and so didn't feel like the right fit anymore. (laughs) Yeah, if the guy who's leading you on your spiritual journey takes himself out of the picture. Yeah. um, I mean. Yeah, that's not good. God love him. But anyway, so uh, yeah, so we I did not have, but my husband's uh, was raised uh, big time Episcopal and his dad was a minister. So he grew up in the church. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Actually in Santa Barbara, by the way, that church on Santa, or it's actually on Eucalyptus Lane. Yeah, they have beautiful also, churches up there. There are these Spanish style churches. Well, this one's Craftsman. It's um, it's a it's called All Saints by the Sea. Craftsman Church. Gorley, you'd go in even if you didn't want to worship. Uh, I'm ready to convert. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, it's just, a beautiful yeah, church. That, wow. Yeah, it's nuts. That's the problem is like church gets a lot of the best architecture and it just doesn't seem fair, you know? Yeah, it does, right? Yeah. There are churches where it's known that celebrities go there. Mm. There was a church in Santa Monica where I think Arnold Schwarzenegger used to go and people who went to the church used to say he'd like, when he marched down the aisle for communion, like practically with a cigar in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you go so to that by... Catholic church at like 7th Street? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a pretty church too. Yeah. I've gone in there to look at the church. I like to <laughs> yeah. go to churches if a celebrity is going to be there. Uh, and then totally. I try and get them, uh, then I try and get them for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like they're in line for communion and I'm like, psst, hey. <laughs> Arnold. Arnold. <laughs> what is it? I'm about to take communion. That's why all Peace the guests be lately you. have been yeah. so Peace religious. Be, yeah. yeah, all yeah. The, every every guest that came in had ashes on Ash Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> They're all hyper Catholic. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg is back for the ninth time in a row. Kelsey <laughs> Grammer. Yeah. <laughs> um there wasn't uh, you weren't raised in a strong religion. That would be very different. I can't imagine that. No, I was not. I was definitely not. I was, uh, my dad's side of the family, his father was Jewish. And mm-hmm. uh, and with the name, last name Louis Dreyfus, people assumed I was Jewish. But mm-hmm. so I sort of, I, I 
am very proud of that heritage, but I wasn't raised Jewish either. So you're a mix. There was a there was a blend. There's, yeah, totally. I'm okay, a, I'm so in favor of the blend. I am, oh yeah, yeah. And I've talked about this, but I am a pure, pure dose of Catholic Irish Catholic, and there's nothing else in there. Um, and I think that's uh, where um, leads to madness. And I and I'm very much envy my wife, who's a blend of like some Welsh and some Scottish and some English and some Irish, and uh -huh. she's uh, much more intelligent and and much saner than I am. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a better way to go. And I'm happy that my kids are a blend. Yeah, that's good. And plus, you didn't. I mean, they're and they're sort of nothing too, right? <laughs> well, I wouldn't say they're nothing. <laughs> I think they're nothing, and my kids are nothing too. <laughs> Gonna be, I'm going to have to pull my kids aside and say, you're you know nothing. that woman you adore? Because I've told you this before, but just, we talked about this last time, but my wife, it was, a, it was a tough call, but my wife made the decision, our kids are watching Veep, and at, for, at a fairly young age. And she would make a motion to like cover their ears, but not really. And anyway, uh, the point being that- And they, um, they were really young because- They were young, yeah. And I would be- I mean, you, I don't need to tell you, but some of the writing on that show, not some of the writing, a lot of the writing, I think brilliant writing, such great comedy, uh, such great performances, one of the great shows, downright filthy <laughs> and very descriptive when people are going after each other, yeah. very descriptive. Yeah. And the male anatomy comes up a lot. My, my wife just made the call like, this is really funny and I think our kids should see it. And uh, they started watching it. So. Now I'm going to go home and tell them, you know that woman that you <laughs> love? She just described you as nothing. <laughs> nothing. Did they, were they too young to get it? Did they like it? They, uh, I think funny is funny. I really okay. do. I got think it. they got a lot of it mm -hmm. and they really loved it. Mm -hmm. I was curious about something because we're on the subject of, of Veep. You got to talk to Kamala Harris about Veep. Yeah. And what's her perspective on the show? She loves the show. Mm-hmm. She said, I saw her actually recently. Believe it or not, I'd never met her until like two months ago. And she said, I love, she said to me, I love the show. It's incredible. And it's, it's really like, it's like real life. And I said, I know it is. I said, you want me to get you out of here? <laughs> <laughs> but she had a sense of humor about it. It'd be it. great if just then someone had come in to tell her something and she had been as filthy as you are. <laughs> Why don't you take your dick and <laughs> shove it up your own? You know, like what? <laughs> right, exactly. Like, oh my God, it really is. That's incredible. Yeah, I think probably not quite as sweary, but yeah, they're just people trying to get the job done, <laughs> you know? I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Now, she would be, uh, well, she can't be on the podcast because you have to talk to older women. Yes, that's right. What happens if you really admire a woman and you think she's done an amazing work, but she's you, you don't want to call her older? Can you have her on the podcast? Well, what do you mean? Can you age her? <laughs> uh, no. What if you had the chance to have Taylor Swift on? Oh, God. Oh. And you You're wanted... not going to get to her, man. You got to let it go. I'm going to let it go. Yeah. If I do get her, I'll let you know, and you can help You're me talk to her. You're not going to let me know. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious if, what are you learning then so far in the podcast that's, what is informing you? Because you're talking to these amazing women. Mm. Uh, what are they, are they teaching you stuff that's inspiring you? You know, Jane Fonda, particularly, she talks about 
the different acts of life, the, f- the first, the second, and the third act, she, she's in her own mind, she's sort of broken down the aging process into three acts. And so now she's in her third act. A- a- and she's done, she's done what she calls a life review, in, and in which she really went back over her life and tried to understand where's, where it is she has been. Right. Which is an interesting thing to consider personally, you know? Uh, so I'm in my third act, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm starting to think about, wow, uh, th- it was it was mind-expanding to me <laughs> talking to her and so many other people. Ruth Reichel, for example, uh, the, the uh, former editor of Gourmet Magazine and the New York Times food critic. And she also, she's like 75, I think, and mm-hmm. she was talking about how important it is to keep doing things that frighten you which is an interesting thing to consider. And basic things like really honestly staying physically fit. Uh, she didn't say this. This is very much Jane and also Isabel Allende. Staying physically fit and healthy is hugely meaningful yeah. as you get older. I mean, it's so obvious, but then when you really start to consider it, I think to a certain extent, uh, you don't think about getting, I mean, you do think about getting older, but it creeps up on you. I mean, I, I how old are you? Do you mind my asking? Not at all. Uh, and this is a frequent topic of discussion, much to the delight of my <laughs> compatriots here. Yes. I don't know exactly when this drops. Okay. This drops on April 17th. On April 18th, I turned 60. Ah. And so everything you're talking about is stuff I've been thinking about because mm. there was so much of my career where I was the youngest guy in the room. Tell me about it. And, and mm, people yeah. would say, um, yeah. you know, I was in college, like the young guy that ran the magazine, the comedy magazine. Then, you know, I, when I got a late night show, uh, I was, I had just turned 30. And so you're this young whippersnapper. Like way too young. You know, people were like, what's, yeah. no, and um, and green. And then there was just years and years and years where, well, there's the host at 11.30 and then there's the mm. that kooky rooster guy over there in late night. And then what happens is suddenly, it, it felt to me like it suddenly flipped to give us your wisdom, old man. I'm like, what are you talking about? But it happens. It does happen. And now I interview a lot of younger people in comedy. And they're like, well, I grew up. I know. Watching, watching you. you. I was in diapers as you were hitting 50. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> what happened? But I'm, I keep coming back to the same general feeling of, of gratitude and just happy to be here. But I will tell you, I've been doing a lot of inventorying. I do, I've been thinking of it in 20 year cycles. Like, okay, one to 20, you know, age Mm. one to 20 got me to this point in my life. Age 20 to 40 got me to this other part. And then 40 to 60 got me here. And so that's how I'm kind of thinking about it. It's got me keeping score, adding it up. And for the most part, feeling content about. Which is fantastic because I mean, what else is the point? Are you pivoting in any way? Like as you move into this next sort of, what do you want to call it? Your next 20 or section? I call it my dotage. <laughs> into your dotage? No, but for real, like are you making adjustments? Um, are you thinking about it like that in any way? Uh, yeah. No, it, to, to be, I mean, there's all these jokes that come to mind that I think, no, just. Yeah, uh, just, just tell. Just tell. Um, but first, the jokes. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, no, I'm getting no, a lot no. of work done, Shane. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting an eye job, Shane. No, uh, the <laughs> <laughs> the um, the reality of it is, I love. I mean, we started talking about this 
and I, we address it already, but how this technology has changed. There's a way now that I can be practice my craft, whatever you want to call it, mm. without being highfalutin, try and get my personality across, which is in essence all I've been trying to do since I was a kid. And then when I got into broadcasting, it's just trying to do that on a, on a bigger scale. But this podcast has been a real revelation to me that I can, you know, you came on the late night show several times and yeah. we had some really great moments. You did some great stuff. One of my favorites is uh, when uh, Tina Fey came on. Oh, that was fun. And it was really fun. But That was a fun bit. We had worked out a whole bit where you were on my show and you wanted to steal Tina's Emmy and you knew Tina was uh, upstairs at Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. And or I in the building. And that's right. And I enjoined you to come with me and we were gonna go steal we it. We ran up a stairwell. We went up a stairwell. It was so much fun. That bit came out well. Yes. And we did it live. We did it live. Stole her Emmy, came back down, and then there's a great moment where we continue we go on with things and then she shows up in the doorway. Yeah. And so I guess the 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 point I was making is there were things that you could do, comedy bits, and we could have a short conversation. And I, I loved that. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I, I adored that and I'm glad that I got to do it. But now the fact that there's a way that I can talk to you in this way, in this manner. In a more sort of genuine. Yeah, genuine. And it feels different to me. And to me, the whole key is just keep trying new things. Right. And, and um, that's the thing. Keep trying new things. Don't just keep as much as there are people that would say, oh my God, I just wish Seinfeld had kept going. No, Seinfeld needed to stop, yeah, you know? Right. And, and and then you needed uh, to do sitcoms and then you needed to do yeah. single camera and then you needed to, you know, you're just like, you, you need to do movie work and then you have to do, you have to keep trying things that you are- uh, that Challenged by. Challenged by and they're not in your muscle memory. So to me, that's the thing is I just want to keep putting myself out there in different ways and and then be honest about it. If something doesn't work, it didn't work. Yeah. Well, I mean, something will eventually not work, but that's okay. Well, I mean, not for ju- me. I'm just- uh, No, no. Everything you, you do the- is perfect. <laughs> well, that, that's the subtext of subtext. the whole interview. Yes, yes. Pardon yeah. me. Yes, yeah. of course. I'm stating the obvious. <laughs> but- um, Never a stumble. The Conan O'Brien story. <laughs> But I think, but that is actually never a stumble. <laughs> that's my that's my bio title that I'm going with. Never a stumble, the Conan O'Brien story. But yeah, yeah I think that trying that, new things, keeping it uh, sort of fresh that way is is I think an uh, well, first of all, it's a great way to live life, and also I think it's a great way to uh, to have longevity. I think. I, I think. I also think one of the things is I, I like a lot is that I work with some people that are older than me, but in this business, I'm constantly meeting young talent and hmm. an intern can walk in here with a point of view that will inform me. Yeah. Just keep your mouth shut, which I have a trouble with. <laughs> I was about with. to say, I don't think you're taking yeah. your own advice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can hear them as I'm talking. As I'm speaking, no. I can hear. No. Uh, no. No. You're wrong about everything. But these guys are going through big birthdays as well. And I don't know if you're doing the same thing. Are you taking, you're, you're going to hit 50. I, I very much have tried to keep, uh, take a new look at physicality and be healthier too. So mm-hmm. I feel like I just have a, I have a very new daughter and I feel like I've got to, I've got to be fit. I got to be around. Yeah. I want to be around. I want to feel good. Yeah. yeah. And Sona had twins. <gasps> yeah. 
Um, Twin boys. A year and a half ago. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And I turned 40 in October. Wow. And it's funny you bring up uh, learning things from older people because my grandma was such a big figure in my life. And she was just always happy just being around the people that she loved. And Mm. I, I feel like I've taken that from her. And so turning 40 wasn't like, it wasn't, a, a, it didn't weigh on me too much. Cause I just, uh, you know, I, I, I try to just take the joy just like she did and everything. Yeah. There's also yeah. the perspective about, I went home recently to Brookline Mass and I was up visiting my parents and I went up and I was sitting in my dad's study and he's sitting at his desk. Um, my dad's 94 and we were chatting and I said, dad, my, my 60th birthday is coming up. And he looked at me and he was like, you like you're a kid, yeah. <laughs> and I thought, yeah. oh, he's right. <laughs> By comparison, he's right. yeah. You know, I'm around so many young people who probably look at me and and um, think you're 94. Well, no, it is funny. <laughs> okay, I'll reveal something. Um, I know that you are a Mark Twain uh, recipient, Mark I, Twain Award yes, recipient, yes, uh, and deservedly so. And uh, recently, I've been asked to you know, present, help present, you know, whatever it's called when you show up for your when you speak on behalf of someone who's getting oh, yes. a Mark Twain yes, yes, yes. prize. So I did it for Lorne Michaels and did it for Will Ferrell. And then uh, this year, um, Adam Sandler at, you know, asked me to come and, and speak hmm. on his behalf. And I did. And I had a really good time. And then the, briefly, there was like a big text exchange that everybody was on. All these people that presented and are friends with Adam, who are very famous, are on this huge text chain, and I'm on it too. And everyone's talking about what a great time they had, and things are going back and forth. And then someone mentioned someone who was really old, and and I think it was Adam said, "Yeah, I mean, he's older than Conan." <laughs> <laughs> and, and I thought, "Oh shit! I think all of these guys are younger than me because they were all a little behind me at SNL." And so I got on the chain and I said, wait a minute, is the new definition of old in comedy older than Conan? Oh, is that like, no. no, no, it was, it was, no, it was, it was funny. I, it is funny. I, I think the age gap that you're talking about makes more, it, it, it's, it hits more when you're younger. But when, when David you're older, Spade, when David Spade is asking, can he help you to the toilet? You know, okay. you have a problem. Okay. That's, That's just different. a fetish his of help. his. <laughs> Take his help. <laughs> David, I, I did notice he's always asking everyone if he can take them to the yeah. toilet. Yeah. When I was doing Veep, I had the same experience when I realized, oh, Jesus Christ, I'm the oldest one here. Right. And um, I had not been the oldest one. I'd also, I'd been the young, because when I uh, was hired on SNL, I was 20 fucking one. I mean, I was young. Let's watch the language. I'm sorry. I am so sorry. Let's learn from our elders here. Okay. <laughs> you don't hear that kind of language from a Jane Fonda. Oh, yes, you oh, do. Oh, yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I loved? Um, I got to talk to Jane Fonda, and of course, I was just blown away. And when the interview was over, mm. we, we get a picture. And I don't know if you remember this, but we're getting a picture with her. And I'm being so deferential and also in this era where you just want to be very hyper respectful ah. of women's boundaries. Like I, I'm always being making sure that like my hand is maybe sometimes not even, I, and so my hand was like not even touching her. You know, I was behind, I was, her, my her arm breast, her. is that what you're about to say? <laughs> yeah. Was well, not even touching her breast. Both feet were on both breasts. Cause I think the feet don't count. Yeah, I can dislocate my, my legs from my pelvis. <laughs> So both legs were like reason. were like slim jims up in the air. No, 
<laughs> what I mean is that I kind of had my arm behind her, but I was being, I was like, it's Jane Fonda. Yes, of course. And she, it was so great. She went, oh, come on. And she took my hand and she placed it uh, on like, I guess where an appendix scar would be mm. and oh. put, and and held it down. Well, you ought to know now. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and um, she placed my hand there. And what I loved about it was, I just was like, God damn, she's sexy. And it's all, it's, I mean, first, she looks amazing. She looks amazing. But it's also not about that. It is, it is about her, her attitude. And um, I was just so enthralled with her. Her age, like 85, just disappeared. No, like, she like, has like, a, like, like an Etch-a-Sketch. Like if you shake it, it completely. just went away. And I thought, uh, and I, and I think whatever she's doing and there's so many, there, you know, there are other people like this. Whatever they're doing, I want to be playing that game. Totally. I want to be yeah. um, making people touch my lower abdomen oh. yeah. against their will. Is that what I did? I take the wrong <laughs> thing away from this? My guess would be, yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Well, that was. Um, Isabel Allende is another person that I spoke with, and the novelist, extraordinary writer, Pulitzer Prize winning writer. And she is. 80, 82, I am telling you, the way she was talking about being in her 80s, I, I, it made me want to be 80. <laughs> For real. Like yeah. what? Because, well, because she's let go of so much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She's relaxed. And, um, and her, her priorities have gotten, shall we say, hyper-focused. That's nice. And, yeah, yeah, it's really nice. I, it's funny you say that because I was driving with my dad a couple, bunch of years, a couple of years ago, not that long ago, but like five years ago, I'm driving with my dad and he's a very smart guy and scientist and a doctor and I'm driving and he's sitting next to me. And I just said, you know, it's a truism that older people tend to drive slower. And I said, now, is that because of, you know, changes in the synapses where you process information a little more slowly, so you mm. go more slowly? And my father said, Partially that, and partially when you get older, you realize there's no hurry. Huh. And I thought, shit, that's yeah. very profound. Yeah. You have to, Yes, there are things you understand as you start to understand. I mean, I'm just starting to understand them now, but I mean, having kids really helps. But um, that was a huge moment for me of, it's really not about me. <laughs> this it's is not, what life is about. Yeah, yeah. and um, yeah. But then that went away and the career came back into focus. Sure. Um, I called my son career for a couple of years. Jesus. <laughs> I did. I, he has a name. I still haven't remembered it. But people would say, your career is flourishing. Yeah. And I said, I love him too. Um, <laughs> career, get over here. Oh, God. Um, career, you've got to flush the toilet, career. But no, I, 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 uh, but I do think there's stuff that you pick up that has to... It just has to drip into you slowly over time, but you start to understand. Yeah. Now, again, there's a lot of older people out there that that don't. I've known some very neurotic, <laughs> impatient, oh, for sure. worried older people. So it's not like all people do it, but if you can figure it out, uh, you do let go of a lot of things mm -hmm. that drive you crazy when you're in your teens and 20s and 30s. Right. If you're lucky, there's more of a you know, I know this word is used a lot, but a more mindful approach to living life that you can adopt that can be hugely meaningful, I think. I think uh, you started to cry or else some water went down the wrong way. <laughs> um, 
I'm very choked up by what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get your lipstick back on. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, God. I know you're a very busy person and you've been very generous with your time. And... I really have been. And I... <laughs> Um, your people made it very clear to me that this was, you know, not high on your list of things to do. And the rate you charged, my God. Thanks for coming up to the number. 150000 yeah. for a 45-minute 45 45 minute chat. That's, that's incredible. Exactly right. And that's at a discount, by the yeah. way. And a private jet, and <laughs> you drove here. You just yeah. charged us the amount of a private jet. But I'm, uh, I'm, and I don't know, time, time with you is time very well spent. I Thanks, adore man. you. And um, back at you. Well, back at you doesn't really count as a compliment. Oh, God. Then I'm taking it back completely. <laughs> Smart. Yeah. Keep making the podcast because I really like it. Thank you. And uh, it is, I, You've you've done all ten for this season. Yes, I have done all ten. Okay, wiser than me. These are really great conversations, and um, I love uh, that you're out there having those conversations. I think Thanks. it's a very cool project. Yeah, so fun. Thank keep you. Keep going, and I will one day put on a wig and some lipstick, <laughs> and I will come in, and you will interview me as an older woman, Julia Louis Dreyfus. Yes, uh, you're. Uh, I love you. Thank you for being here. Back I really do. Back. No, don't say back at you. Back to the future. Okay. I'm going to go watch that movie. <laughs> Conor O'Brien Needs a Friend is sponsored by ADT. Now ADT professionally installs Google Nest products so your home is safe and smart. You can check in on your home and manage your security systems from virtually anywhere. Google Nest cams can tell the difference between a person, an animal, a vehicle, or with the Nest doorbell, even a package. You can know that there's a package out there. I know. And not a person. You don't have to that do helps. anything. Yeah, sometimes a person rings the doorbell and I think it's a package. Anyway, <laughs> and with Nest Aware as part of your monthly ADT service, you can get 30 days of event video history, even smarter notifications, like when a familiar or unfamiliar face is seen. Plus, when every second counts, you can trust ADT's 24-7 professional monitoring. You can view video of an alarm event and verify or cancel an alarm with just a tap. Mm. I'm always setting off alarms accidentally. This is helpful for me. Oh, good. When the most trusted name in home security adds the intelligence of Google, well, you got a home with no worries. Go to ADT.com today or call 1-800-ADT-ASAP. Google, Nest Cam, Nest Doorbell, and Nest Aware are trademarks of Google LLC. Better work presentations are possible. They're called Canva presentations. You can supercharge your work decks with Canva presentations. Sounds like I know what I'm talking about. Just yeah. start with a prompt and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides in seconds or with a stunning template and add images, graphics, charts, and data visualizations from their massive media library. You save time and you wow your audience. Mm -hmm. I have never made one of these presentations and I never will, but there's a reason why Canva... <laughs> Is used by 90% of the Fortune 500 companies. 90%. That's a lot of percent. Yeah, let's get it to 100%, guys. Come on. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations by heading to canva.com. Designed for work. I think we have something we need to address. Okay. As of when this episode comes out tomorrow, mm -hmm. big boy, it's your 60th birthday. 
You are obsessed with talking about my age. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? He is obsessed with talking it's about- It's a milestone you, birthday. You bring it up. What's this got to do with me? You Because you have brought it up on the podcast easily seven times. Easily seven times you said, well, I'm gonna be turning 50, but that means Conan's turning 60. I wanna keep this on the down low. Comedy's all about being young. And I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm, and I'm putting it out there that I'm in my late 40s and you, Every single time we get on mic, I'm like, well, in three more months, someone's going to be 60. And then it's just a hop, skip, and a jump to 70. How are you, big boy? Wow. This is you left, right, and center lately, baby. What is happening? You seem very, you seem upset I don't want to die. Touchy. Why? It's It's the grave. The grave beckons. (laughs) But it's just a number, man. Oh, yeah. It, it's a number that you keep bringing up 60? again and again and again. Six zero. Yeah, six yeah. zero. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'll be 60 by the time this thing One, drops. Tomorrow. Oh, right. You're turning 50 in May. That's right. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And you just turned 40. And then Adam's also turned 40 recently. This is, we work in decades here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. Eduardo, how old are you? 35. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you're going to need to age five. <laughs> Get on sync with you us. Get on sync. <laughs> okay. Yeah, get in phase. So like women that are all in the same menstrual cycle. Yeah. We need to sync up. So just, you are now like almost that. to turn 40. You're almost turning 40. Can I go backwards? No. Okay, no, fine. You can only go forward. 39. You compared it to women being on their same menstrual cycle? Like, how do you even know what that is? Like, I read about it once in uh, Glamour magazine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was in a, I was reading an article called Seven Ways to Keep Your Man Happy. Oh, and and that I, was to uh, menstruate with other women? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. When, men love it. Up? Men love it when yeah. women sync up. Yeah, men love that was, it. That was number six on the seven ways to keep your man <laughs> Actually, happy. are you sure you're not 70? <laughs> <laughs> I'm 80. Okay. Yes, uh, let's address it. Yeah. I realize I came down on you a little hard, but yeah. I will be honest. You've seemed a little obsessed with my birthday. Oh. Um, I just want to wish you happy birthday. I think it's a milestone I birthday. I think Stop. this is- it, you, Here's the thing, two things you're saying. Yeah. You're saying it's just a number and it's a milestone. <laughs> but that's a good take thing. A so- take a side, dude. What? That's Which a good one is thing. It? This one's exciting. It's it's a big one. You just want to see me in my grave. Oh, well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to put you there. <laughs> well, you're doing it. Hey, buddy. Big one coming. Big six zero, buddy. <laughs> you started like a year ago. A year from now. <laughs> the big six zero, buddy boy. I mean, it's just interesting that we all turn our it's decades. It's so interesting. It is. That a guy like you would get so old. <laughs> oh, God. This guy. Oh, wow. this guy over here. This, this pistol. Uh, yes, I, uh, I'm i fine with it, as you can tell. Yeah. But I do, it's something I think about sometimes, which is, uh, you know, I'm a, I've been such a uh, foolish physical comic in, yeah. in my life. And uh, then I think, um, I just want someone to tap me on the shoulder when and they say, it's, it's looking sad now, you know? Well, You're, now you can do pratfalls, but they'll be real. Well, yeah, but, but I won't get up afterwards. <laughs> Just you'll hear a shattering sound and a hip will go rolling into the gutter. Be, um, be honest. No. If we had said nothing and just let your birthday go by, you wouldn't have liked that, right? I would have had something to be bitter about. Oh, see, oh. which, as Sona will tell you, is the greatest it's a gift. gift. The greatest gift you can yeah. give me is uh, something a little, a little hatred, a little. Oh, you know gross. what the best is? If he gives you a gift and you never acknowledge it, Ooh. never say thank yum, yum, you, yum, 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 or you that. just like you, or or you you get a gift and you're just kind of like I I have this already, and then you just kind of set it aside. Yeah, a good gift would have been to 
forget my birthday and then I could have hated you for it. Oh, but I, I also see. get to hate you for bringing it up. That you're 60? Yeah. Okay. There you go. One more time. 60. Exactly. Can I say something though? You take good care of yourself. I yeah, do. You That's are exactly the same, at least to me, in terms of your physicality and the things that you do from when I first started working for you. That's I why I don't think you'd be upset because you look yes. good. You sound good. I've, I listen, I'm thinking of having a lot of work done. Oh. And I know that uh, that's not necessary for a podcast. <laughs> what are you going to get done? Oh. Your, t- your boobs. I want, I want big boobs. <laughs> I want huge boobs. And I also want those butt implants. What I would get done is butt implants because I have no ass. You know that, You're going to go for like a Kardashian body. Oh, I would God. like, what do they do? How does a butt implant work? What's in there? What do they put in there? I thought other they put butts? fat from other parts of your body. Oh, that, I'm looking around. It's not in that magazine you read? Yeah. <laughs> Seven <laughs> ways to keep your man happy. <laughs> No, they had very. I think it was written by a maniac because it said like, <sighs> "Sync up your menstrual cycle with other women." Yeah, I think Kardashians are so rich they just get like butt transplants. Someone else's butt is given to them for Bitcoin. They, they yeah. get Bitcoin put in there. You yeah. could donate your butt for his I, birthday. I got. I need all the butt I can get too. Yeah, this guy yeah. isn't. You know. Okay. So it says for a BBL, which I think is what you're talking about. Yeah. Brazilian butt lift. Yeah. Correct. It yeah. says fat is removed from the hips, lower back, thighs, abdomen, and or other areas with liposuction. Ugh, you don't have it. I don't have, I don't have, but I don't, uh, I, I don't think I have a lot of fat in other areas of my yeah. body. I think if I do, it's in my head. Yeah. It'd be really funny if I suddenly had a really skinny head. <laughs> oh. Like a really, really skinny head and then a giant ass. <laughs> and I literally had fat from my cheeks. Uh, put into my bottom you know and my big fat irish paper mache head suddenly became really skinny okay Hmm. but i had this fat ass i was carting around your hair is the same size yes the hair is still a a big puff pastry okay they don't put silicone in the boobs i mean in the butts they inject the fat into specific points in the buttocks how does it not fall like sag down like saddlebags sounds like a remote for conan no i'm gonna get it done I will say, I do a lot of sort of mental gymnastics in my head. So turning 60, I start to do the math in my head of, well, wait a minute, when was my dad 60? Mm. And he's 94 now yeah. and uh, still doing well. Yeah. But, but you do the math in your head and go, wait a minute, that wasn't that long ago. It doesn't feel that long ago that he was my age. But he and, seemed older, right? Yeah, and then you start to realize that, um, you start to hear things like, uh, People that you thought when you were a kid were really old when they played that character in a movie were your age. Oh, yeah. And you uh, think, oh my God, I really? Did that at Have 47 you done that? Because Brando played The Godfather at 47. Yes. What? And that was so. But he boring. was playing someone who was older. Yeah, but still. Well, also in like 40, I think Norm from Cheers was 40. I think Cliff was 40. Wow. I think Homer Simpson is supposed to be around 40. I mean, I think they make it like you've given up. <laughs> what? Yeah. Like at that age, it's sort of like, all right, well, I'm just gonna be like a big fat so and just sit at the bar. All not that I, no, I don't want to say that about Norm and Cliff, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like they made the characters seem right. older back then. Right. Yeah. Right. You, you're gonna probably live a long time. That's a terrible thing to say. Oh, I'm That's sure gonna be you're played. Gonna, I'm sure you'll survive at least the day. <laughs> that I'll fun. take. Okay. Well, thank you. You know, I'm. Sorry I jumped down your throat, Gorley. That's all right. Just try to wish a guy a happy birthday. And uh, Which birthday is it? One, two, three, four, five, six decades of human life. 
on this planet. Adam, are you right? He brings it up a lot. I actually think you're both right. I think it is a milestone. And yes. so it is like something to acknowledge. It's a big, it's a big birthday. Sure. Um, but you're right that he's brought it up so many times. Well, uh, but I also <laughs> think that you are, I think that you're, you are sensitive about it though. You are sensitive. I shouldn't be. I shouldn't be. Can uh, we talk about my original ideas? I wanted to get him a gift and just make this about giving you a gift. And it was that cardboard aircraft carrier you always talk oh, about that you had God. as a kid. Whoever's responsible for that just didn't do it. So uh, didn't we look for it and we couldn't find it? Yeah, something like that. Anyway, yeah, happy you guys birthday. look like you really tried hard. <laughs> we did, yeah. we Googled so it. your choices were get Conan a joyous gift from his youth, basically give Charles Foster Kane his rosebud sled, <laughs> or we did just look. grind it into his ear that he's getting old. But also, Which one should we do? Also, tell him you were going to get it, yeah. and then not actually, and get then it. not get it. Happy birthday! Happy couldn't birthday. be bothered. Hey. Someone dropped the ball. Well, I I still got it. I'm a podcaster now, see? <laughs> That's the real gift. Yeah. The real gift is that people listening think I'm a real hipster. A real cool cat. Yeah. Um, anyway, well, thank you. Thank you. And I am uh, sincerely, if I can be sincere for one second, just great, seriously, just grateful that to be around. So that's nice. I really am. So. Okay. No, literally, I am. I'm like, You've done uh, a lot. Don't, yeah. don't, you shouldn't be so hard no, on yourself. No, I'm not. I'm not. I, I think, I mean. No, but I'm, I'm, I am grateful to, uh, I'm, I'm grateful to have this birthday. Yeah. So Here's okay, to another 60 go. more. Oh my God, oh, that would be. Oh my God. <laughs> ah, it'd be That's so painful. too old. All right, well, thank you. Thank you You're very welcome. much. And uh, Happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure the happy gifts birthday. are, huh, I don't see anything. Oh, I we Googled it. We can find show it. notes. You could have gotten me something else. We I, we had such a good idea for a gift Watches for you. Watches are oh nice. Oh my God. Yeah. You would have just <laughs> yeah. loved it. Yeah. You would have loved it. All right. Thank you. Happy birthday to me. Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. With Conan O'Brien, Sonam Obsessian, and Matt Gourley. Produced by me, Matt Gourley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs, Nick Clow, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson and Cody Fisher at Earwolf. Theme song by The White Stripes. Incidental music by Jimmy Vivino. Take it away, Jimmy. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair, and our associate talent producer is Jennifer Samples. Engineering by Eduardo Perez. Additional production support by Mars Melnick. Talent booking by Paula Davis, Gina Batista, and Britt Kahn. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and you might find your review read on a future episode. Got a question for Conan? Call the Team Coco hotline at 323-451-2821 and leave a message. It, too, could be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. NetCredit is here to say yes, because you're more than a credit score. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partners. NetCredit. Credit to the people. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.